Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, and welcome to the Cookbook Cirque. No, that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) I went to the Cookbook Cirque. I just can't get the intonation of the Cookbook Circle (laughs) podcast right. There's a lot of syllables in there. Yeah. Hello and no. (laughs) Hello and no. All right, one more. Hello and welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Victoria. And we've set out to review the UK's most popular cookbooks, those that you probably have at home and haven't opened in a while. We take one cookbook each episode to cook from and to stress test, digging out their best recipes, bringing them to life again, and hopefully inspiring you to do so too. Hello, Victoria. Hi, Anna. I thought it was going to be a song. I was sad. I know, but then I, I can't be too predictable. I have to keep you on that your is, toes. That is, that I like to be kept on my toes, that's true. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's just sick of hearing me sing. As well. No. How could anyone ever no. be sick of your beautiful voice? No. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, here we are in the final episode. I know of the season. Of the season, <laughs> it is the season to have a final episode. I love how you always come in and are like, "Of the season." I like being melodramatic. Okay, it's the final episode. <laughs> We've got a little a little coffin for our <laughs> for our season, season one. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. The list. Yes, I feel. I mean, I feel happy that we got to the end of our book, our 19 books, and we made it, and Looks we did like it. we made and, it. And, you know. Look how far as we've to- got, <laughs> my baby. You keep trying to talk. I'll just keep singing. <laughs> no, I keep singing. I love it. It feels like... <laughs> This is beautiful. I feel like I'm at karaoke with you, which, you know, we haven't been able to do for a while. So. <laughs> uh, I know. I can't believe we made it either. Like, I feel like when we started, nobody, we didn't, you know, we put out that Nigella episode and didn't know if anyone would listen outside of our friends and family. And they did. Thanks, gang. Who we paid in cookbooks. <laughs> cookbooks. I will be paying someone in cookbooks at the end of this season because <laughs> yeah. my floor is just out of control. Ridiculous. Yeah, same. <sighs> I just, I've recently moved house, as you know, 
Um, and still waiting on my invite. Th- there's lot. <laughs> there's lots of boxes yet to be unpacked just because I keep finding them. And go, oh, it's the box of cookbooks. <laughs> Nowhere to put this yet. Another so, box of cookbooks. Should we talk a little bit about the list? Yeah, my master list is. You really want to make master list happen, right? Master list. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to um, trademark that for us. Okay. So that um, we can exclusively use it. However. Um, well, I've not done anything actually towards that, but I, I did use the the TM emoji on a recent Instagram post. And that's all you have to do. That counts, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the copyright people will I take think, that. Cool. Yeah, exactly. I do feel slighted slightly, slightly slighted, <laughs> slightly slighted, that master list is not one word, it's two words. Um, Why? Officially. I would like to make it one word officially. Okay. You can uh, trademark that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I feel like we could, you know, <laughs> trademark bad grammar in English. I'd, I'd love to see it. I'm very good at it, as you know, <laughs> <laughs> writing bad English. Bad English could be our band name of the week. <laughs> or slightly slighted. I quite like that. The the list, do you remember how we came to the list? How we came to the concept of the master list? Like Not, not like, no. <laughs> I'm trying to pretend that I, I remember how we decided to make a list and I don't. So please, it's been a long year. <laughs> we were struggling <laughs> to figure out which cookbooks that we would actually want to talk about, right? And then like we wanted to do the ones that people were most likely to have at home so that they didn't have to buy them and that they would we would inject new life, new culinary life into their sleeping little <laughs> cookbooks on their shelf. <laughs> so we wanted to find a list of all, like the best selling or the, the most popular cookbooks, but there wasn't really any, were there? There was like no, no solid data. And so we did our nerdy thing created the data created the data yeah this data-led podcast (laughs) and created the masterless tm yeah um and yeah there there were some books that we we did leave out though right we didn't want to sorry these are our confessions (laughs) we're doing songs today i thought we're doing songs (laughs) that's my transition (laughs) just then i thought we'd done all the books (laughs) there was one on the we left out We did we did uh cheat on the list slightly with one book. Two books, right? With two all right. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put it all out there. No, we did. We so so we originally wanted to do the top twenty books that come up yeah. on the master list TM. And uh <laughs> what's the difference between a copyright and a trademark? Anyway, um but 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 <laughs> When we got the the final twenty books, there was there was one that stood out as we probably shouldn't or wouldn't be able to do it, and that was Fergus Henderson's Nose to Tail Eating. I think it's called uh, the Complete Nose to Tail. Right. Yeah. In case nose to tail as a phrase didn't <laughs> encompass completeness <laughs> enough, it was the complete um, nose to tail. Fergus Henderson of St John fame uh but in case you didn't know hannah is a vegetarian and Have I mentioned? We, <laughs> we didn't think there would be many nose to tail vegetables no involved no in that book no tails i'm sure there's a vegetable that has a tail maybe like a spring onion yeah is that its tail or is that its head <laughs> the little fuzzy bit <laughs> and like we talked about fennel there's like hair right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah for sure frizzy little heads on those or a tail fuzzy butt <laughs> Anyway, so we took the executive decision to leave that one out. And then as we went along, there was another book. 
And look, being honest, full disclosure with you here, there was another book that was in the top, which was now 19, mm. that we decided to swap out for a book that was like kind of further down the list, but not too far down the list. And that was Marco Pierre's White Pierre's. <laughs> is it like Jack where it's uh, like a plural? <laughs> the S is silent. Marco Pierre White's White, white heat. heat. Yes. And I've only recently realized that the white <laughs> in White Heat was from his surname of White. And I feel a bit of a numpty about that. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it, just, it looked a bit like novelty, didn't it? Um, but also very fine dining, right? Yeah, it was. And we'd not long done the French laundry and you guys know how we felt about that. <laughs> um, and we didn't want to kind of subject you or us <laughs> to <laughs> that kind of thing again. And again, it was very meat heavy. I don't know if you've ever eaten at one of Marco Pierre White's restaurants. I have not. Um, but he is very meaty. Is there like a, a side of like class A drugs? <laughs> Yeah. So that's probably um what's it called? You know, the bad thing. When you say the bad thing about the person. <laughs> Slander. There we go. Slander. <laughs> Libel. Libel. We're we getting go. sued. But also like because they're just not accessible, right? It's like we've always wanted to do the things that people are more likely to actually want to make on a weeknight yes. or a weekday. French laundry was an anomaly to that, unless you wanna blitz up 1500 pounds worth of pine nuts for your tires it's just not yeah they just weren't the kind of the food of the people you know like us we're of the people exactly and you know at the end of the day i think that fergus henderson and marco pierre white are going to be all right quite all right yeah all these without us all these white reviewing their old books so you guys keep trucking with the restaurants i've been to a marco pierre pierre wow Wow. That Pierre in the middle is just not doing it for me. You can call him Marco if you want. <laughs> oh my God. Do you think that he calls himself Marco Pierre White because he wants to sound more French? Yes. I mean, th- this is all the takes you could have got if we'd done an episode <laughs> on him. So we should move on because we're not doing an episode on him. But Marco sounds quite Italian to me. So he's a little bit of Italy, a little bit of France, a little bit of Britain with his name isn't he <laughs> yeah a little bit of you know cocaine <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll oh <laughs> uh, anyway uh so yeah we're sorry that we left those off but actually not that really not really that sorry so no um you also instead of marco pierre white <laughs> you <Ooh>. got um <laughs> i got it someone give me a cookie um you got dory which we loved and we got to do a baking book and that was a joy. And as yeah. you know, that we really enjoyed that. And I, we think that was, that's a better book probably to have on your shelf than yeah. the best chef to look out for in like her New York times columns and stuff. Yeah. So. We love Dory. We love Dory. Come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I have some fun, fun stats about the list. If <gasps> I can talk stats. through them. <laughs> if you can, if you may <laughs> talk through them. <laughs> Granting you permission to talk through the fun. I've got some data for you, some data points. (laughs) Hit me. Hit me with your data points. Um, Hit me. So, (laughs) did you want to sing that? Yeah, hit me with your data points. Hit me. Data. Data. Sorry, actually, for all Australian listeners who do say data. We say data in Ireland too. I've just been in this cursed country for too long. (laughs) It is cursed. 
<laughs> I agree. I would like to leave and go and say data somewhere. No, hit me. Um, okay. All right. I want it. I know. I've been coming with it. All right. Wow. <laughs> Save that for somebody else. Um, so, as you know, we compiled lots of different lists of the best cookbooks of all time, or the, the cookbooks you should have, etc., etc. Um, you sound you know, very I'm... bored of this concept <laughs> no, of, the, just... of the master list TM. I just feel like it's I don't right. want to bore people with how we got to it, you know. But imagine all those like listicles with clickbait headlines about cookbooks that you should have we got them all we focused on british media outlets i would say because yeah. there was a lot of american lists out there but they all included books that we didn't know we chefs we weren't familiar with and we presumed when we started this you know it's we know what you do, what happens when you presume. Um, but we presume that it'd be mostly UK and Irish listeners. Um, yeah. And, our, you know, our moms, basically. So that's what we Hi, did. Mom. <laughs> Hi to my mom. There are 328 entries on wow. the Masterless TM. So that's individual books, but not, not total number of different books. Does that make sense? Because many were repeated that's how we got yeah. to our top so yes, yes. and it was over 20 lists um of varying yeah. sizes i did all 20 if i remember right <laughs> you were just supervising making the yeah. pivot tables i was making the pivot tables i was doing the data bit data. <laughs> um so as we all know the most popular book was marcella hazan's essentials of italian cooking marcella oh yeah we have an apology to make, actually, if to yeah, we do. Marcella, because um, we're Sorry. ignorant people. You, you yeah. apparently pronounce it Marcella. Sorry, pals. I'm going to go back and re-record just every time we say her name in that. Marcella. Marcella. <laughs> Marcella. So, yes, Marcella, she was our most popular book by, by yeah. far. She was the most featured mentioned book on the list. But the most mentioned chefs, I think, is interesting. I looked at that create a different pivot table for that and found out who which chefs were mentioned the most and ah. you have to guess which chef appears most on the list with 18 <gasps> mentions is it Ottolenghi? it is Ottolenghi. oh i feel so vindicated it's <laughs> wonderful it's delicious <laughs> Which is good, actually, because we did two, you know, obviously he was the only chef that was repeated. Yeah. And so eight of his books are mentioned on our master list TM. <laughs> what a man. What a man. Ottoman. So plenty in Jerusalem. <laughs> Ottoman. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Sorry, Let's log off now. That was, that was. <laughs> fucking terrible. Let's be honest. That was fucking <laughs> She is so sick of my shit. That's why we're ending this season. She just absolutely yeah. needs a break from this <laughs> fucking like garbage. The puns just don't stop. Yeah, so eight books. Plenty in Jerusalem are the most popular, obviously. That's why we did them. Yeah. But a uh, couple of shouts for Simple. Also, Flavor gets in there Ooh, somehow. I do want to um, Which that. only came out recently. Yeah, it's a... We both got that book and it's great. Oh, it's a great book. So good. Second to Ottolenghi though, just coming up to the rear of our boy Ottolenghi is another chef with 17 mentions. Um, who might that be? So we've done my man. Is this time for your, your main man to cut, to, to make yeah. the show? One Mr. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Jay Oliver. <laughs> Monsieur Oliver, we've been expecting you. 
Senor Oliver. Yeah, 17 mentions and 13 books of Jamie Oliver's came up on our master list here. And that's when I've burnt it to the ground. No, I'm joking. Um, (laughs) 13 books. So that's what, about like 1% of the number of books he actually has out in the world. so obviously The Naked Chef, which is the book that we covered, is the most popular. But quite hilariously, the next two that were the most mentioned were Jamie's Italy oh, yeah. and Jamie's Great Britain. Wow. <laughs> so, so diverse. He's been around the world and now yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wrote a book about it. <laughs> Jamie's Jerusalem is next. It's a, it's a collab between our top two guys. <laughs> oh my god, shit, you're better at the singing than me. All along, we never knew. But yeah, isn't it weird that, like, so The Naked Chef was his first book, I think, wasn't it? So, yeah. so you know, the critics say that that's his best. It's just <laughs> it was all down from there. Oh, Jamie. Oh, Jamie, we love you. Mm. We we may. Um, the other, also interestingly, so the other top top mentioned authors slash chefs in our list were pretty much all British chefs, which is you know it makes sense, yeah. but it's interesting. So there's Nigella, oh. Nigel Slater, <gasps> Fergus Henderson, mm. and Elizabeth David. Wee. So we're a biased little Highland, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, all those people are uh, we we rated. Well, yeah. we didn't. We didn't write Fergus Henderson, but you know, people love his yeah books. Ham on toast or whatever it is. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that ham on toast? Mi- mince? The... Is it mince on to- mince on mince toast? A classic toast. British dish that no British person I think has ever eaten. Ooh, mince mince makes me feel yeah. bad thing. Yeah. It's oh yeah. Just having a wave. <laughs> Don't mind me, <laughs> as you were. So that's the list. Thanks for this fun stats. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants to see the list, they can't. Uh, <laughs> it's Whoa! Like, what have you seen it? It's like it, it's a bit of a mess. We can we can publish. We can put the top ones on our website, maybe or something, and and just put yeah. a big line through White Heat and Fergus Henderson yeah. with a little man sad face beside it. Oh, sad white. Look, man. If you want to go and tell us how you feel about Fergus Henderson and Marco Pierre White's books, then please do. We're we're all ears. And we were all ears to your questions. What a transition, ladies and gentlemen. What a transition. Raw, raw talent. Um, (laughs) What is the podcast awards called? We should get one just for that. Best transition (laughs) of the year. We asked you guys if you had any questions for us and then we would answer them in this episode and y'all came through. We've got y'all, y'all. Yeah, some really, really great questions. Yeah, thank you. That, yeah, they are, so they're really fun. Um, we're going to answer them. We're not just going to talk about the questions. <laughs> We've made a massive list of questions. questions. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to answer them on season two. Right. So, first question. Which book exceeded your expectations and which was most disappointing? Uh, you have to answer this too, by the way. I will never. <laughs> it didn't say Hannah. Uh, <laughs> the book that exceeded my expectations <laughs> is definitely Morrow. I just didn't know and I hadn't really eaten at the restaurant and just everything was great and delicious and simple and so full of flavor and yeah that book I, I get why it's on the I was I was I was about to be it should get some credit but it's, it's obviously getting some credit on the list but I feel like a lot of the people might know just how great that one was so I love that very much and then the one that disappointed me the most 
it's no surprise if I say the French Laundry, just because it's just not my style, man. Fine dining, very meat heavy and just, yeah, really pricey. And just, yeah, what does he eat at home, Thomas Keller? Does he ever just have a slice of toast? I don't know. <laughs> but also, uh, controversially, Mama Fuku for me. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, not veggie enough and too complex, too restauranty. It's just yeah, it's the same with both of those books was that they both had this expectation that you would have this like great mise en place and just like hours to create you know 10 leashes of stock to just casually have in your freezer for the next time you might need it and it's just it's just not the reality guys no they were very similar books weren't they those yeah. two they, they, we talked about that but yeah. yeah um what about you so i've had the same about morrow like definitely yeah. was my the one that shocked me and surprised me and made me feel great like i had a whole day of cooking from that I think like yeah. I and it was just so fun and enjoyable and not yeah I wasn't bothered yeah. at all and everything worked together didn't it it was just yeah really cohesive great book. yeah as you guys know we're putting this supper club together in a couple of weeks and we could have done everything for morrow when we looked yeah. at all the, the the recipes that we loved we were like oh well, we can't make this just about morrow <laughs> yeah yeah um, but yeah, we, we could have. And then the one that disappointed me the most, I think, obviously the French Laundry. Mm. But for me, I think for me personally, also La Rousse. I, Ooh, I guess I yeah. had this this preconception that La Rousse would be this kind of book to end all books. It would have these recipes in it that I would use forever and these techniques that I would that would change the game for me. But actually the recipes and the, the food in it as in like to cook played second fiddle to just like descriptions of yes food stuff yeah that's fair and maybe that was that's my maybe that was my conception and that's bad but mm. um i felt a bit disappointed about that yeah it's true i don't know how often i'll be going back to just like browse it yeah exactly that's it i feel like i feel like i want to kind of give it away like it's not mm. i'm not gonna browse it but it does look nice on my shelf yeah so. yeah we want that wanky kudos don't we yeah, Wanky Kudos, that's our brand name. <laughs> Next question. Oh, yes. Death Row Meals. Oh, great, great question. question. Um, okay, so I'm going to hold back a little bit because I will wait to be invited on the Off Menu podcast <laughs> to talk about my <laughs> my full in-depth kind of <clears throat> favourite meal. Yeah, start your main course. And I won't want to spoil that for you guys no. and have you not listened. Uh, <sighs> so, <laughs> so the dream. You can dream. But here's, here's a little, a little taster. Ooh. So it would canapé. be a little canapé. A the canapé would be oysters. Oh, oh, yeah. You're so fancy. I am fancy. And they would be prepared in a number of ways. I'm not tied to, you know, just raw oysters okay. with uh, vinegar and Tabasco. Like, that's great. But also, like, cook your oysters because they take, taste delicious. Like, deep fry them. Like, not in the shell, obviously. But I feel like cooking them is a, you know, we don't do that very often mm. in the UK, but actually like it's they're fucking good. Wow. Um I don't think I've ever had a cooked oyster. Oh my god, they're so good. Yeah. I'm gonna take you for cooked oysters. Um I don't know where because you <laughs> rarely get them here. Yeah, so there'll be oysters and then I would also have there would be ramen oh. uh, from my favorite ramen shop in Japan, which is Ichiran for anyone who's interested and in the round bowl. And that might that <laughs> probably mean something to like literally no one that's listening, but um, you know, maybe my husband. Uh, <laughs> they do did they do have different tastes based on the shape of the bowl. Oh. And I don't mean that like um, that's not like a psychological thing. That's like a literal thing. Wow. Like, you go to they different shops have different bowl shapes and they have slightly different tastes. <gasps> 
That's so cool. So it'd be round ball, Ichiran. In in Japan, in obviously. Japan. Japan. You'd fly me to Japan yeah. before I died. And oh, yeah. let me eat that. Yeah. And there'd be other bits, including my mom's mashed potato. But, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a coherent meal, does it? So it's fine. Um, is there a world where you have the oysters in the ramen? No, that okay. sounds horrendous. They would be slippery little suckers in there, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, on chopsticks, I feel like that's not the uh, not the one. We could only a little spoon, I suppose. I anyway, what is your death for a meal? What am I getting the death penalty for? What have I done? What- well, I guess you've murdered someone or someone's. Oh, okay. Um because I, I don't know it? do you do you die if it, do you go on death row if you're if you haven't killed else? someone i don't know anyway that's a bit dark <laughs> i have long said that my death row meal would be toast in several forms of course well the same base toast that would be fine but different toppings okay what bread so um my own baked sourdough great <laughs> absolutely love the idea of you in a prison cell on death row Feeding your starter. Renee. And... You mean Renee. <laughs> Renee, sorry. Use his name. <laughs> Someone has to keep him alive after I'm gone. Um, yeah, so my own sourdough toast, because I'm such a wanker. With, one with butter and marmite. That would be one. Mm-hmm. Kerrygold butter, obviously. Obviously. One with mayonnaise and tomato. A ripe tomato. Do, do, ripe I don't tomato. know. Have we ever mentioned that? We like ripe tomatoes. I don't oh, know. I don't think we have, no, but we no. do love tomatoes. On this <laughs> we do love tomatoes. Pod. And then one would be like almost like a cheesy, like rare bitty vibe. Nice. Yeah. And maybe one with like tahini and honey, because I really like that too. Mm, yeah. And then, yeah, maybe that would be like a one thing. But then it would be hard to choose this like, ugh, you're going to roll your eyes, but this Anatolengi recipe with Ishta Belfrage. Is that how we say it? I think I think it's Easter, yeah. That's how Easter. you say it first name. Easter. Yeah. Easter. Um, I think. Yeah, there's like bang bang noodles with like this tahini soy sauce and like a chili numbing oil. Yeah, that and great. that's like my ultimate comfort food now. I mean, the recipe only came out about a year ago, but I've made it <laughs> lots of times. I think that could be up there too. So tahini, tahini has to be present in tahini yeah. and carbs are present in, in both scenarios. Nice. So noodles for both of us. Oh, yeah. Just a pair of noodles. A little, <laughs> a little double noodle death row. Double noodle death row. That's the bad name. Double noodle death double row. Double noodle death row. <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, tune into our off-menu episode in 2023 for uh, our full favourite meal. One day. <laughs> right, next one. Uh, I heart pasta sauces. Mm. What book do you think comes closest to being a definitive collection? Ooh, I love how people are actually asking us questions as if we know things. Isn't that nice? (laughs) No, it's lovely. It's really nice. We'll pretend like we know things all all day long. (laughs) Definitely Marcella Hazan, The Essentials of Italian Classic Cooking or Classic Italian Cooking. That had so many good pasta sauces. And like that one that I made that I never would have expected to be good with the courgette and the basil and the beaten egg yolk. Just really good stuff in there and not not massively complex. Uh, yeah, I don't. Do you think there was any other ones that yeah, had? I think pasta sauces. No, not really, because, you know, we didn't do a lot of Italian. No, sadly. But, uh, yeah, I feel like Marcella Hazan had, yeah, great ones. Like all the classics that you'd want and then some extras. Yeah. And so have a look for that. Try that tomato, butter, onion one as well, if yeah. you haven't, because that is great. And we've had a lot yes. of people say that since the episode came out, that, that, that like that's their family go-to one, and it's just yeah. amazing. Um, Hazan. 
Another one is if we know things. Um, tips for getting out of a cooking rut in Australian lockdown and sick of everything I cook. Feel your pain. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about your lockdown. I think that when this pod comes out, you're, you're actually out of lockdown, which is great. Congratulations. Yeah. But yes, feel this on the lockdown thing. What is my tip for getting out of a cooking rut? <clears throat> my tip is don't worry too much. Yeah. But also... If you enjoy cooking, which you probably do, uh, if you're listening to the pod and stuff, like have a think about what this is. What I do? What do you? What are you always ordering in restaurants, and that you wouldn't, you've not made before at home? And like, go and find a recipe for some for that, yeah. right? For that thing, whether that's a a pasta sauce, or whether that's like a a smash burger, or whether it's a I don't know some Japanese thing or Thai or whatever. And like, go and find a recipe for it, and like, spend a bit of time. This mm. is what's good about lockdown. Yeah. Like if you've got some time, you've got a couple of hours or an afternoon or whatever, you can like go and make something quite like a bit of a project cook yeah and and that that may or may not become then on your on your rotation of foods but little bits of it might yeah like the the noodles with a, a dressing or you know the like you said the pasta sauce or the bolognese whatever yeah. it is like you may not spend all that time again doing it but the ideas then that it will spark and you'll know that those favorite combinations you love and yeah you know it'll be great that would yeah. that would be my do you have any tips? Um, I think my tip would be don't be hard on yourself and don't think that you should be. And you can go on Instagram and everyone's doing lots of amazing things, but it's fine to just eat toast every day if, if that's what you feel like doing. The most, <laughs> fine, important, the most important thing is that you're sane and you've survived a fucking awful yes. two years or 18 months or whatever. So like do what you need to do for your mental health would be what I would say. But also play around with what you do enjoy making so if it is like even if it is beans on toast I'll just keep talking about toast all day long but then like you know play around with it do you put some like chili and do you put some cheese in just like fuck around with the your staple yeah. stuff and see if you can liven it up and one thing we talk about odd box a lot right but like that has just taught me a lot about the seasonality of vegetables and just being landed with a fennel and not knowing what to do with it and you just have to look up a recipe and go with it. So, like, look up what's in season and see if you can find some and, and then just find a recipe and go from there. But, yeah, yeah, you're doing great. Good luck. And, yeah, just don't worry about it. Yeah, you're fine. Fuck lockdowns. Yeah. They're hard. They are. Right, next one. Uh, what do you do for a job? Oh. What training, etc. <laughs> what training, etc. do you both have? We love talking about work. <laughs> Well, the good thing about our work is that it brought us together. That's true. <laughs> we work for the same company, but doing different things. I I don't know what I do anymore, lads. I'll be honest. I, <laughs> I have a marketing background and I kind of work in a marketing-y kind of project management-y kind of role. And I don't know if I've mentioned about training, <laughs> but I did this little course in Paris once. <laughs> It was like three years ago, actually. Well, now. did you? At the Cordon Bleu, I did a pastry diploma. Yeah, I was a chef for like a year or two after. And then sold my soul, came back to the office and then met Victoria. So it was all very serendipitous. <laughs> it was very exciting when Hannah was hired at our company because, so we do different things. I have a kind of non-profit fundraising background and that's that's kind of what I do where we work. And but, but basically my team and her team like sit near each other when we had an office and when uh we heard that hannah was getting hired it was like she's a pastry chef she just come back from paris doing this 
course we were like fuck yes bring us the goods and then i brought nothing i didn't bring anything i was and then we went to lockdown so she's she's cancelled in the office i really didn't know she did she brought a banana bread one day in (laughs) before it was cool before it was yeah way before it was cool um and that was pretty fucking life-changing i'll be honest (laughs) and i don't have any formal food training yes. but as you may have heard recently completed a master's degree which had a food component it was like a food and politics and sociology it was it was basically a politics degree with a skew on food more stuff about like the food system and how mm. the food system works and and how that all links into politics and stuff so that's way too smarter no, than me but i can't cook you can go on you can cook i was just about to say while we're talking about things that you brought into the office do you remember when you brought those like miso and white chocolate cookies into the office oh my god they were so good oh that's when i knew i loved you (laughs) (laughs) and they were so good and like everyone loved them and then that the the recipe that i got for them they took them they took that recipe offline their (gasps) blog went down and i've never been able to find it since and there's not there's not been a a recipe that's matched it like there ah. is other white chocolate and miso recipes out there but they are it's not, not the there was a bit too sweet i think and i think the, yeah. the beauty of the ones i made was that they, they really <laughs> leaned into the miso yes. and so it wasn't like oh you know because white chocolate is so sweet it is um oh they're great next question mm-hmm. i don't know who sent this in actually <laughs> i'm not sure where this one has come from definitely wasn't me but it says it's the only one that's specifically addressed to you. And it says, oh. Victoria, what's your favorite thing about Hannah? Oh, who's Hannah? I don't know. But I now <laughs> looks like I was very tactically laddering you up with that cookie compliment. <laughs> what I like about Hannah is that she likes my food. This is now very what, uncomfortable. What, what is the thing that I like about Hannah? My favorite thing about Hannah. Well, here we go. I'm going to fucking embarrass Hannah because she hates it. <laughs> she hates compliments. And so I'm going to be really nice to her no. and really cute and not be mean. So firstly she's hilarious and that is the trait that i you know most value in people as we know all the other stuff couldn't care less you know scam me take my money (laughs) treat me like shit but if you're funny i will lie down and take it (laughs) no that's that's not that's not first please don't do that to me um but also in addition to being hilarious she is incredibly like ridiculously kind and compassionate and like literally literally puts anyone else before herself uh at all times and that is you know a great (laughs) it's not not great for her probably but it's great for everyone around her because she's like very cute um plus she keeps me a lifelong procrastinator a general (laughs) bad egg uh on track for all pod things (laughs) that's so not true (laughs) that is not true at all you you're yeah you're the backbone of this podcast also she's very 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 good at baking things and like here's a great story about hannah so (laughs) i really regret asking (laughs) um oh so you're admitting that you sent this question (laughs) um Uh. so so (laughs) spoiler alert and big drop i'm pregnant 
<laughs> I'm currently with child. Oh, and <laughs> we're telling people we haven't mentioned it on the pod. So sorry um, that we haven't mentioned it, but it just hasn't quite felt like the right time. Oh, but it's so exciting. But anyway, this is that's relevant to the story. So I am currently with child, and uh, early on in my pregnancy, I made a fleeting comment about how I was craving oh, Chelsea yeah. buns and. <laughs> Honestly, like I saw Hannah the next week, we like worked from from a co-working space somewhere and she literally brought me a, a box of freshly made warm Chelsea buns that. and I devoured them and they were so good and they hit my you know annoying pregnancy craving uh. spot and like that is the kind of person that Hannah is and uh, they were warm. warm. That changes everything. I think I baked them that morning. Honestly, warm baked stuff is the best thing in the world well i edit this podcast so i'm gonna just take all of that out of there (laughs) (laughs) but thank you very much yeah we won't we won't leave the bit in about (laughs) me being pregnant Love you, pal. Should we want to move on? I love you too. Right. Yes. Next question. Who's your favorite ever celebrity chef? Oh, that's so hard. That is so hard. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know everyone's <laughs> going to be like, oh, she's going to say Artelengi, which is true. But I also have a lot of love for like some old school, like Keith Floyd. When you watch his mm-hmm. like bits on Sasha Lake Kitchen, I just think he's hilarious when he's just like yelling at the cameraman to come in and zoom in on his food. Or people like, I mean, did you listen to that Ainsley Harriet off menu lately? Yeah. I mean, that man is just an absolute joy. Yeah, he's a joy. And Nigel Slater is very calming to watch and just like ASMR, just amazing. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm going to land on Artelengi for like recipes that I love and books that I would just want every single one of them but all of those deserve an honourable mention oh really going for that off menu thing (laughs) look this is our final plug to get on the no it's not we're not not leaving this podcast of the season season. Hannah maybe she's dropping this in in a minute after we finish these questions that she's never coming back and in which case sorry Sorry. everyone who are you gonna say I'm actually intrigued favorite celebrity chef yeah wow I've really not prepared for this question um oh god I don't really know Mm. like I feel like I'm a recipe person rather than a chef person yeah but would you say like Kenji Lopez Alt or someone like that that like I do love Kenji I'd have liked his book too I wonder if that his book is in the list actually um we've mentioned it before in the pod his bit so Kenji writes for the New York Times and he was also he did a lot for Serious Eats as well yeah um and he wrote a book called The Food Lab Better Home Cooking Through Science Uh. and it's it could have been on this list I have it and it's I look at it a lot it's all just yeah it's just the science of how to make the food the best and he does a lot of um that stuff recipes and he just talks you through like why these are the best and i i love reading all that stuff i think it's i think it's brilliant and he's really brilliant and he's still you can listen to a lot of his he they did like phone-ins on the serious eats podcast for a long time with him and they do it a lot around like thanksgiving fine and that's where i also got introduced to 
Stella Parks. Um, yes, yeah, Stella Parks. Yeah. And she does a lot of the, brave those phones tart. as well. Brave They're great. Tart. The Brave tart. tart. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So she makes the like vodka pastry for yeah. her pies and stuff like that. Anyway, she's not my favorite service but she's great on those phone ins. Uh, yeah. I feel like I would sway towards like the like American. Yeah kind of chefs like as we know talk about the pioneer woman a lot i don't love her food but i do enjoy watching her shows but then yeah ainsley is great oh there's so many trying to think who i enjoy watching yeah there's so many anthony bourdain as well like he didn't yes i was gonna say anthony bourdain but he didn't did he ever do like a classic kind of cookery show or like you know kind of him to camera i don't feel like i feel like no but still, what what a man. I love him very, very, very much. Yeah. I feel like it would, yeah, it depends on the day for both yeah. of us. It sounds like, you know, ask me one day and I'll say, you know, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> and then the next day I'll say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Stella Parks. <laughs> anyway, next question. This is a very specific question. Would you consider doing a show on Kitchen by Nigella? It's my favorite book ever. Yes. Yay. Um, yes, if it comes up on our, no, um, I don't know that book, but what I will tell you is that my, I feel like we'll be doing more Nigella in the future. Yes. There's a little nugget of season two for you, but, um, but also because my entire Twitter feed is just Nigella Lawson these days because she replies to anyone who tweets her with her food or talks about recipes, whatever. So like my exposure in the last like six months to Nigella. Nigella Lawson's recipes is so hard. Yeah. And it's great. Like it's great. I want to try them all. A lot of them. There's a few that I feel like come up. Yes. And maybe from this book that come up a lot, like her, her loaf, her classic loaf and the Maltese cake yes. and things like that. Her Guinness cake. Oh, yeah. I think that's she a does big a Guinness one. Cake. So I feel like, yes, absolutely. We probably would do that. Look, we'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> just tell us what you want we'll do did it. you listen to the cook to bag episode we'll do anything <laughs> absolutely no problem there we'll just he's my favorite celebrity chef. <laughs> right this question is great this next question can i just say this is a great question <laughs> right <laughs> so what is your forever breakfast which is and then oh. they've given clarity about what this the breakfast you fall asleep looking forward to oh that is an excellent question because breakfast such a good question I would happily have, I'm sure I've said this before, breakfast for dinner, like all day long. I've had many times I've had like scrambled eggs on toast for dinner and stuff like that. And I think maybe homemade bread. I don't know if I mentioned, but I like my own bread. Homemade (laughs) bread. My mouth is washing now because I haven't actually had breakfast and it's 9.27 in the morning. Toasted with Kerrygold butter, name drop again. And like slow scrambled eggs where they're really just like the texture is great. And then Mm -hmm. some hot sauce is like one of my ultimate breakfasts forever breakfast but also an honorable mention to I've homemade croissants before which is obviously a massive labor of love you have to make them the day before but the next that night if you're talking about falling asleep and looking forward to something when you know you've got croissants in the fridge and you're going to bake them off the next morning and even if they're not technically perfect they're like 80% butter that is a joy that is so good that is a joy that sounds great I love scrambled eggs on toast as well with hot sauce. Yeah. So, what's what's your forever breakfast? Oh, this is such a good question. So, I feel like we this is where we differ a little bit, and this is also with our like <laughs> or our death row meals, where I'm like, I want to go to a restaurant. <laughs> I feel like for me, that doesn't feel like much of a greater joy 
sometimes than a hotel buffet breakfast. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. In, I feel like it has to be in like the UK, maybe Ireland as well. Like, I feel like when you go to the continent, for example, like if you're in Italy or Spain on like holiday, not as yeah. good. No. Too much like cake. There feels a lot of cake. <laughs> for breakfast when you go to this buffet and yogurts and stuff and that's not my jam what I want is like you know I want to choose my kind of full English style bits from the buffet and I want to toast my own bread in one of those like you know conveyor belt toasters yeah and then I want to have fruit I just I just and I feel excited about it because somebody else is cooking it and I think a full English breakfast is like it's like a military operation when you do it at home and it's not ever really worth it you may as well go out Ah, interesting take. Well, do you do like courses when you're at a hotel? Buffet? Yeah. Yeah. Start off with some yogurt and fruit, maybe some cereal. Um, then the main the main show that the like eggs, whatever else. Yeah. And then finish off with a pastry. Breakfast dessert. I see. I go the other way. I'll start oh. off with a pastry and then do the main and then fruit for breakfast dessert. Ah, oh, how interesting. But breakfast yeah. dessert is a very real thing and something that I often partake in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, you know, I feel like there's too many in the West. There's too many like restrictions on breakfast being like this like sweet yes. cereal or toast thing. And actually yeah, like yeah. savory breakfasts are the one. Mm. And oh, yeah, yeah. My honorable mention for breakfast, sorry, is uh, IHOP in the States. Oh. Uh, I fucking love pancakes and you cannot really get very good pancakes here unless you pay for them. Yeah, and even then I'm annoyed. Like it's just flour and eggs and shit. Like <clears throat> I'm annoyed that I've had to pay all this money. And th- anyway, so big American pancakes from the International House of Pancakes in America where they have their like little syrup rack and the blueberry syrup is like the fucking one. Oh. And the pancakes are the side dish often to like your main breakfast which is you know relevant and then like you can't eat for three days because it was like a fucking rock on your stomach but it's so good um and my american friends always laugh at me because obviously a bit of like a basic weird cheap (laughs) diner style thing but it's so good oh yeah i need to try that because i have not been converted to the to the pancake oh really tribe the church of pancake Wow. I, I don't I don't attend wow I'll make you some when you come visit okay I have a good recipe I think you'll be busy minding a baby but that's fine <laughs> um final question will we be doing a Christmas special episode no yes. <laughs> that really hurt me <laughs> well let's have this creative argument on, on live on this oh, here's why I think we should do it okay <laughs> yes yes we planned a Christmas special episode so yes send us the books that you love cooking from or your recipe your christmas recipe books or recipes that you love to cook from yeah late november early december we'll get it out in time for you to actually make the things yeah find the recipes yeah but yeah we'll be i'll oh i can't wait to find the twinkly music oh (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) my house more like christmas food and and stuff like that that's all well that was most of the questions yeah there was a couple of specific in joke ones from our friends which we won't repeat love you guys do you have any questions for me (laughs) yeah (laughs) quite a lot (laughs) the hit me thing was a bit of a (laughs) started something earlier i don't know if i can recommend my therapist um (laughs) no um 
question one what's your fucking problem what the fuck is wrong with you why did i talk to you on your first day <laughs> right i do have a question so imagine our, the the books that we've done right yeah as you know we are running our supper club in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and we are cooking dishes that we've made during the season which is exciting yeah, very so good. my question to you is if two of the chefs from the list that, that we've cooked had to turn up to our supper club bearing in mind <gasps> we are cooking who oh. would you want to be there oh my god that's really that's going to be really hard because I, I I'm, my my mind is immediately going to Nigel Nigella and Yotama Solengi mm-hmm. but like also how great would it be to have Julia Child there oh. I think that would be really fun I'm gonna say Julia Child for one and Yotama Solengi I think yeah I feel like you 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 have to have Yotam like you I know but how scary because we're yeah, making yeah, yeah. some of spoiler we're probably going to make something of his do you know your answer to this question have you thought about this have i thought about it no not really um do you know who i would like to have there samin nosrat <gasps> that's a good one yeah and dory like have fun with yeah too. i mean there's a lot of people on this list i mean does sam and sam clark count as one person like, mm, <laughs> yeah sam, sam. <laughs> a sam clark could attend <laughs> I feel like Samin Nosra. I feel like, you know, for you, I'd get Otterengi there. Um, I would really like, although I think I would hate it, David Chang. David Chang. I would like to meet <gasps> David Chang, but I don't think I would like him to eat the food that I'd cooked because no. of his anger issues. But as previously mentioned, he makes a great face when he eats something. <laughs> yeah. And I do love that. I would like to see that in real life. So there's a lot. Also, Stephanie Alexander, I feel like she would be a hoot. Yeah. So many great people. Elizabeth David would be fascinating as well. Shit, that's a really hard yeah. question. Mine for you yeah. might be easier. Okay. Um, although now I feel like I've already kind of, this is a bonus question because I did make you lavish compliments on me earlier. But I have a, a snog, 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 marry, avoid for you or a kiss, marry, kill, whichever way you want okay. to look at it. Out of these three, which would you kiss, marry, kill? Okay. Could we, let's do snog, marry, avoid because I feel like, <laughs> oh, they're not people though. They're ingredients. They're ingredients. Oh, okay, great. I was like, I, yeah. I don't know, I want to be humane. I don't want to kill someone. Because no. that would get me on death row. Butter, cream, and cheese. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the agony on her face is so good. This is that, This is a great question. I know. Uh, I know. I'm very pleased um, with myself. I'm going to marry cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Because there's enough cheese that is inoffensive to me that I could keep, I could eat mozzarella, okay. a mild cheddar. Yeah. Halloumi <laughs> you know sorry yeah. everyone um and I'm gonna kill cream because there's okay. just no there's there's no situation in which I enjoy it okay um <laughs> not in no desserts or anything like that and so I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna kiss or, or snog butter <laughs> because okay. Oh, do I marry butter? Because what about croissants? I like croissants. And I like, I generally like, like a buttery, like I, I like to use butter in my cooking. Yeah. Not as much as I like to use olive oil, but you know, I don't mind the taste in things. And I, if I had to eliminate it all from my diet, that would be bad. Well, then you should be marrying butter, I think. Okay. I would marry butter. <laughs> but cream would definitely be dead in this situation. <laughs> okay. Because I don't have, I don't have any, it doesn't Cream me- is dead. <laughs> 
<laughs> the cream is dead. That's my band name. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. I've had my stick. I'm going to marry cheese and snog butter. Butter. Okay. That's a, that all the questions we have for each other? That's all. The, that's the question segment of the evening. Lovely to know you. <laughs> Shall we talk a little bit about season two for our lovely listeners to ensure that they come back when it's out? Yes. Let's talk about season two. Season two. As previously mentioned, Victoria's going to have a little Victoria baby. We don't know if it's a little Victoria or a little Victoria. Oh. Our next mini-sode is a gender reveal podcast for my baby. They will be Chief Circlet, um, is all we know so far. They better um, fucking be. They've eaten a lot of this food this season. Yeah, they have. So early next year will be our aim. And yes. We asked you guys a lot about what you wanted to see or listen mm-hmm. to. And there were definite themes, I would say. This is where Hannah quits because she's like, the theme is stop doing this podcast. <laughs> the themes. The themes are. The themes were very female heavy, I would say. Yeah. And we like that. We do like that. We don't know if we've mentioned. We've, we've been, if you look at the, the trend of the chefs we've been leanest about, we're not, we like men. But we've been harder on the males of this world, I would say. So yes. we're all for the, the female chefs. Yes. And so we're going to focus on female chefs. Modern female chefs. Yeah. More on that to come. Yeah. We're just going to give you a little, little teasy teaser yeah. for that. But yeah. And if you obviously, now you know, send us all the books that you would like us to cover. Yeah. In that genre. Genre. This mightn't be as data-led, data-led. Um, this might be more of taking everyone's suggestions and making sure we get people from all around the world. So we want to hear what you want to hear, pals. Yeah, please. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be a lot of fun. It always is. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Honestly, season one, everyone. Thank you guys so much. And this has just been such a joy. Like we we didn't know how it, was, it would turn out. We are classic millennials who rarely finish things and so it's been such a joy to the joy of cooking some might say um oh we didn't mention her we didn't mention her she would have been great she would be great at the supper club definitely brought a cookie yeah and yeah it's just been like it's been so good it's been so fun we've had a great time and we're really grateful that you have listened and we can't wait to do more no and we I mean, we've had some lovely comments, particularly, I think, from people in Australia saying that, you know, we've helped them through lockdown. But actually, this probably helped yeah, both of us massively did. through lockdown as well as a as a project. And now it's born and it's real and we're going to keep not going. Not my baby, though. we love it so much. That's later. <laughs> <laughs> they are not born yet. Uh, but we'll let you know when they are. Later. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Thank you. Thank everyone. you. Let us know what you think about season two. We love you we very love much. You. Okay. Bye. Our final bye. Oh. Bye. bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Cookbook Circle. And if you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review as it helps. Oh. Okay. We'll go again. Okay. <clears throat> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cookbook Circle. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review as it helps others to find us. You can see how the recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram, at Cookbook Circle. And if you make anything from the books we talk about, please don't forget to tag us. See you next time. Bye.
Bye. <laughs> I forgot that I was on mute. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.